Welcome to I Am Ethos, a podcast about self-discovery, inspiration, and uplifting real-life stories from extraordinary people. Each week, we deliver the best inspirational stories and tips on how you can live an extraordinary life. Now here's your host, Joe Willow-Rose. 16 years ago, when the book The Secret came out, like so many other people, I read that book cover to cover. In fact, I was working in San Francisco at that time, and I would take the bus, the BART. And when I'm in transit to go to work, I listened through my iPod, the audiobook for The Secret, over and over again. In fact, for almost nine months, to and from work, I would listen to it. And like so many others, I gravitated towards the concept of law of attraction and what it really meant. After a few months of listening to it and devouring every information that I received and incorporated into my life, I began to realize that the law of attraction, really, that concept really does work. Because what I found out is It's not only thinking about what you want that matters. I think more importantly, it's feeling it. Feeling that you already have it. Now, there were things that I wanted that never came true. And if that's the case for you, just know that it wasn't meant to be. This podcast is all about knowing that what is meant for you will never be taken away from you. It will always be yours. One of the principal tenets of this law of attraction in general is that When you want something so bad and deep down inside you know that it's yours, you know that you're meant to have this or that, know that your inner self, your higher self, God, is telling you that it is for you. There's a difference between this and that, and also, in contrast, if you feel and want something so bad, but deep down inside you know that it's not for you, nine out of ten it won't happen. So it really is simple, isn't it? It's just really understanding that What is meant for you will always find you, will always be for you, no matter what it is. 
I once took a job where I needed to have a job right away. I was in sabbatical for a while, and uh, as soon as I got out of it, I knew that I needed to to work. I needed to you know, make money and uh, support my family. And um, my savings account at that time were dismal, to say the least. And so I went into a panic mode because on the one hand, I felt that I won't uh, settle for anything less than what will a job that will make me happy. On the other hand, the practical side of me is telling me constant was telling me constantly to just get any job, any job, whether I like it or not just so I can support myself and my kids. And so I fell for that. I fell for that fear. I fell for not knowing my worth. I fell for being impatient and not too kind to myself. And so I took a job that I knew deep down I didn't want, but it paid the bills. And so I worked, prior to that, I worked on the law of attraction. You know, I did everything that um, I learned from the book. Um, focus on what you want and try to feel it and know through meditation or, or any other form of um, practical or practices that will give you a state of calm and serenity, such as meditation, know that when you do that, um, you're able to focus clear and have clear understanding of what you want. And so that's what I did. I did that for many, many weeks. But nothing was coming up. I would go to interviews and hiring managers would either look me over and pass me over and <laughs> not even think twice about hiring me, or I would go to two or three interviews and nothing comes out of it. And so I wondered after possibly going to 10 or 11 interviews at that point, if the problem was me because these jobs were fit to the T from my experiences. And at that point, I had at least 10 years experience of um, human resources and benefits and so on. And so this understanding of not having anybody hire me was a totally new concept for me because prior to my sabbatical, recruiters would often give me two or three options to choose from. 
And so I had to really dig deep and find out why is it that nobody was hiring me in spite of all of the um, law of attraction practices at that point that I was making, that I was doing. And one day, after a deep, deep meditation, I opened my eyes and I realized that these hiring managers weren't hiring me because of my energy. My energy when I'm with them that's emanating negativity. And um, I know this to be true because when I practice law of attraction and I get what I want, it's when I'm in a state of bliss. I'm in a state of positive vibration. That I realized that during these 10 or 11 interviews that I've done, I emanated negativity. And so I had to figure out why that was the case. Why was it that even though I needed and wanted the job, I wasn't getting it? And I realized that because these jobs were a means to an end, it was to pay the bills and have a roof over our heads, but it wasn't a fulfilling job for me. And so when I went to the job interviews, I, I know then and now that what I emanated was the opposite of what they were looking for. They were looking for someone who was positive, who wanted to work with them and wanted to work for that company. But I emanated the opposite. And so the next step for me then was to find out why. What was it that, what was it in me that wasn't allowing me to do the job that I wanted and that I've you know, been working on for many, many years and not uh, get hired for it. And you probably have had this experience in the past, but for me it was clearly, clearly, even though part, some of the job, some of the, the job skills and some of the um, uh, job descriptions and so on and so forth uh, was something that I was happy to do. But there were others there that clearly was not um, what I wanted. And so what I had to do then is to be honest with myself. I uh, made a list of pros and cons. What is it that I'm good at and what is it that I really want to do? that will make me happy. And shortly after that list, I must say it only took a few weeks, to be honest, 
a few weeks later, after soul searching and after really contemplating uh, what it is that I really, really wanted and practicing law of attraction while doing meditation, visualizing, and so on and so forth, I came across a position online that really, to this day, I was just stunned to see and to to even know about because um, I was um, working at a temp job at that time, and my boss stepped out. Um, and so it was during my break that I looked at LinkedIn, and the first job that came out was uh, a job at University of California. And the interesting part of that was that I didn't even look at the job description at all. Um, in fact, I wasn't even impressed that it was at the University of California Office of the President, the headquarters. It was none of that. It was, it was just looking at the job title. which was uh, human resources benefits specialist that really um, struck me. And another interesting part was a few days before then, I downloaded my resume on my phone because I had a um, Microsoft Office app on my phone. And so I downloaded the uh, resume and so when I saw that title, when, that, when I saw that job title, I immediately sensed that that job was for me. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I sensed it. I sensed it. That knowing, that inner knowing that that job was for me. And so I downloaded my resume um, to the uh, computer at that time that I was using and submitted the um, application. And when I did that, I, I remember not even worrying about it at all. It was as if, okay, I sent it out and now I'm going on my day, going about my day. I didn't think twice about it. I didn't get excited about it. I didn't get just, just neutral, neutral emotions. Two weeks later, I um, was talking to my boss then, and uh, he mentioned that, um, that I couldn't leave the office for the next three days because he's going to be in and out and that he needed somebody to, to stay there. Nobody would... Nobody was there, it would be there at that time. And so, of course, I agreed. But on that day, I received the phone call. I received the phone call asking if I wanted to um, go to an interview for the job at the University of California. And <laughs> the first thing I thought of was what my boss just told me half an hour prior to that saying that I couldn't leave the office, I couldn't do this. And, and so I tried to talk to the person I was talking to. In fact, um, you know, she 
became my friend eventually when I worked there. But um, yes, I gave it away. Okay, so I, I tried to negotiate another day that I could go to an interview, um, but she was very, um, uh, you know, uh, adamant about changing anything. And in fact, she she said outright that uh, they couldn't do it. That it had to be two days from that day or they would have to pass me up. And so I agreed. I agreed without even knowing how I can get out of it um, with my boss. Um, but I, I knew, I knew at that point that, um, that I had to do it. Again, it's one of those inner knowing that, um, you know, when you know that it's right for you, you just do it. Without knowing how, you're going to get out of this dilemma like I was. Um, and so uh, the following day, I, um, I had to inform my boss that the, the next day after I had to um, take some time off in the morning. Um, I was uh, a bit scared to do that because I just started this temp job for, <laughs> I was there maybe a month or two. Um, but um, I asked for courage. I prayed at that time, and I asked for courage from God and my guides, and and um, immediately sensed sensed strong enough to uh, to go to his office. And so I I told him that I couldn't make it um, the following day in the morning. I didn't mention that I had another job interview, but I, I came up with something, and I don't recall what I said to him. Of course, he was very um, disappointed because it meant that he had to go in the office um, uh, and cancel whatever it is that he um, had an engagement with or for. Um, the following day, I uh, went into the interview. I recall walking through this long hallway and just started to smile, just started to smile. I um, was led to a conference room, and it turned out it would have, the first interview was a panel interview. It was just three people. And my recollection was that from the beginning, when I met those three people, it felt as if I belonged there. It felt as if I needed to be there. And so the whole interview lasted two and a half hours. And um, I, re I remember I told a friend after the interview that it didn't even feel like two and a half hours at all. It felt like a fleeting moment. It felt like <laughs> we were just talking as friends. That's how the interview was. And that's how the interview went. Um, it was seamless. It was um, informal for the most part. And... Uh, it was a very pleasant interview. When I left that first interview, I um, was told that uh, 
you know, if, if I move forward, that I would have a second and possibly a third interview. And so I thanked them when I left and I um, went on my way, drove to uh, my temp job and uh, recalling how happy I was on my way there. So the end of that story is that I did get the job. I did get the job and uh, it was a very... um, very uh, <laughs> wild, but very pleasant experience, to say the least. I've done so many projects that I never even thought I would be capable of doing. I was, um, one example was that I was asked to do um, um, a project that was near and dear to the um, former president, Janet Napolitano's heart, which was uh, to have a student internship program at UCOP, University of California Office of the President. And uh, because it's the headquarters of UC, they don't have the capability to hire student interns because student internships is tied into financial aid and uh, because UCLP was not a school that um, uh, we needed to come up with ways to uh, make it work. And so I uh, applied for this leadership development program at UCLP at that point and um, there were about two, three hundred applicants, I believe it was. And um, again, just like when I went to the first interview at UC, I knew, I knew that this leadership program um, was meant for me. I just had the feeling it was meant for me. It wasn't uh, wishful thinking, or I just knew it. And so two weeks later, um, I received... Uh, an invitation to go to an interview for it. Met with a few people who interviewed me uh, for this program and um, again, went on my merry way. Uh, A few days later, I received an email congratulating me that I would be part of this program, this 10... uh, uh, where they hired 10 people um, voluntarily, mind you. <laughs> this is all volunteer. but So they picked, they chose 10 people to, uh, to do this program. And um, a few weeks later, I went to orientation. I met with a team. I went, you know, talked to, to um, uh, the chief of staff, and I talked to, uh, you know, heads of departments about what it is that we were to develop. And it turned out that um, that we were split into two teams. So uh, there'd be five, five. And uh, when I went into our first meeting with the, uh, the, the five folks that I was working with, or the four folks that I was working with, I um, just came up with a plan. 
you know, as a project manager, as a trained project manager, I, I naturally um, uh, went into um, production mode. I went into planning mode. And so I came up with a summary, a plan of what, um, how we can uh, start off with the project. And at the end of the day, they asked um, to, for me to be the project lead. Now, I didn't want the title. I didn't want it. Um, I knew that I had my hands full. My, you know, my boss at that time was a little concerned that if I would have enough time to do this and my regular job. Um, and so I, I declined a couple of times, you know stating that um, I may not have time really to devote uh, as a project lead. Um, and, you know, all the, the, the other, the, the four people who are with me were also very accomplished. They came from different departments. They were, um, one of them is, uh, in fact, a, you know, an executive. And so I, um, before we left, they each pointed out the reasons why they wanted me to, to lead this. And, um, and so I relented and, and said, yes. Um, and the other reason I must tell you, the other reason I said no and declined is because I didn't know that if I was capable, I didn't know if I was capable of leading these accomplished individuals, um, for this, you know, high-level project, um, I doubted myself, you know, the fear came in, and, uh, and I've never done anything in this caliber ever before, and so my thought process was that if I hadn't done it in the past, you know, how could I do a good job going forward and doing this? But, you know, after they've asked me a few times, I uh, decided to say yes and lead the group. Uh, still with a little hesitancy, but at, at that point um, with a little more excitement. And so um, the whole process took about nine months to complete this um, student um, internship program. And, and the most powerful, powerful thing, I think, I think why Spirit and God led me to this path is because I was a student intern in college. Um, I worked with uh, Leo McCarthy, the Lieutenant Governor of California at that time. And so I knew how pivotal it was for some of these students, especially the underprivileged students who never really had a chance, you know, and uh, to work with uh, leaders like this. And they will work with leaders like this. And, and part of the, the, plan, the plan for me, part of the goal and, and, um, uh, for me was to allow, to help allow these students to work with heads of departments in the UCOP um, system. And so I um, was more than motivated. I was more than motivated to make this work. 
Initially, it was uh, restricted to students within the UC system, but I argued that it would be more beneficial for us if we opened it up to students from the California state system, in fact, also to community colleges. And so that's what we did. I met with the chief of staff regularly to, um, you know, give her updates and uh, any milestones we've ever had to make sure that she knew what it, what it would be, what it was, and where we are in so far as the scope is concerned. And so the whole thing really took about nine months to complete, um, but all five of us were very, very excited, and we were all in. Um, in fact, we had one person in my team who had to travel around the world. That was his job at UC. He had to travel around the world. Uh, I was very impressed because I remembered he was in China at that time, and because of the time difference, he had to make sure that uh, he made the um, weekly calls no matter what time it was from his end, and he made it each and every time. So I, I really believe that um, when you are meant to be somewhere, when you're meant to be with someone, or when you're meant to have something, it will happen. It will happen. There's no competition at all, um, because what's meant for you will be yours. At the end of, uh, it didn't even take us nine months to complete, actually, I uh, take that back. I did, um, we did finish, I believe, two or three months uh, earlier. And so um, it was time to uh, present this uh, program to um, the people at UCOP, and uh, we were given a chance to speak about it during our annual town hall meeting, and um, we had five minutes to, uh, to speak about it. I introduced the team members, and um, I gave a summary of what this program was all about. It was... Um, for the most part, a very, um, uh, I should say, seamless process because the department heads really wanted this to work as well. It was a new concept for them. Um, and uh, for my part, it was very enjoyable. You know, in addition to my regular job, it, uh, uh, it actually really worked out uh, fairly well for me and for my teammates. So that's just one of the examples that I can think of where when we think of law of attraction and attracting what we want in life, just know that uh, once again, if it's meant for you, it will find you, it will be for you. Um, Nothing and no one can take that away. It's as if it's already written in the stars that it's for you. 
And uh, conversely, if you want something badly enough, but deep down, you know that, uh, um, you know, that you don't really want it. And I suggest you revisit it. I suggest that you revisit your wants, your needs, and uh, be truthful and honest with yourself. And um, really assess if it is meant for you. And so a lot of the law of attraction, a lot of the manifestations, a lot of these practices that we do often takes a lot of work, right? It takes a lot of energy, um, especially if you do this daily, you do this often. But I want to read to you a paragraph that I read um, a few years ago that really captured the essence of what this law of attraction is really all about, this manifestation practices and, and what it takes to get there. Um, and so if you had experienced this in your life, congratulations. I applaud you because I know that it's, it's uh, not easy to have that faith. It's not easy to um, roll the dice, if you will, and uh, have faith, not knowing if it will come true or not. But you stayed on course regardless. And so I'm going to read this paragraph from the Adama Discourses. And it's from Ashlyn and Adama of the Tolesians. And they're based in um, Mount Shasta, California. And they wrote this book called The Adama Discourses. And on the chapter called Your Pathway to Success, this is the paragraph that I'm going to leave you with. Know that you are where you find yourself today because you accomplished the tasks that were placed before you. Have faith in yourself and remember you have the needed skills for your success. If you're unsure about what's happening, ask questions and do any research that is needed to gain more confidence. Lack of confidence hinders your ability to access what's needed and it slows you down. The more you learn, the easier it gets to do things that used to be difficult or complicated for you. Focus on what you're doing today. Focus on your manifestations for that is what will bring you success. I send you peace and love. Thanks for joining us this week on I Am Ethos. Be sure to tune in next week for our next exciting episode.